This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to our weekly podcast. I'm Abhinandan Sekri and joining me on the panel today I have Faye D'Souza. Hi Faye. Hi, it's an awesome it's a pleasure to be on News Laundry guys. Thanks for keeping news free. Oh, thank you for your support and your good wishes and your appearance at the Media Rumble last year. I hope you'll be there this year as well. We shall send you an invite. Yes. And yes, for sure. We hope sure. you shall stay for dinner. I think you left before dinner last time, right? No, I completely stayed for the dinner last time. Oh, you did? Okay. I yes. guess I was too you stressed. Drunk. Uh, too drunk, right? <laughs> My ass. To notice. So, uh, but before uh, I introduce the rest of the panel today, just have a couple of announcements. Uh, we will be recording a live hafta episode for 263 for those of you who don't know. Today in fact uh, is the 7th of Feb and News Laundry turns 8 today. So Oh but, really? Yeah. See no where's, one knows. Where's the cake? <laughs> What? Yes. Is, is that your big celebration? Well, it's not a big celebration. It was to be today, but because the Delhi polls are t- tomorrow and there's just too much hecticity happening, we will have the our eighth birthday live hafta recording next week. Mm-hmm. That's Saturday, the fifteenth of February at three p.m. at a place called Bedlam at Horsecars Village. Oh. To register for this event, you go to News Laundry social media handle. You register. This is only open for subscribers. So if you're a News Laundry subscriber and you have paid to keep news free, then you can be there. we'll have a panel on stage we will have a hafta regular hafta recording we'll also take questions from all of you a discussion you can be part of the hafta and after we will have some tea and snacks some goodies jo hamari aukat hai wo aapko khila pila denge <laughs> but only for news only subscribers so definitely check out this will be the pinned tweet all of this week and it'll be up there on our social media handles so do register uh, if you're a subscriber if you're not a subscriber sorry you'll have to watch it on youtube or whatever facebook it will be live On that note, let me introduce the rest of the panel. We have here Mehraj, our very own editors in house, and Manisha. Hello. Joining us on the phone line from Patna is Anand. Hey, Anand. Hello. Okay, great. So uh, before we get on with the headlines, Faye, what are you doing? Let me introduce yes. you for those people which are very few, I'm sure, but who don't know you who you are. Faye Rizuza is a very prominent journalist. She had been the face of Miranau for the longest time. She has quit a few months ago, and I am curious to know what you are doing now, Faye, with your time, and what is it? This new gig you're planning? You already have a show, I believe, on Boom, right? Yes. So mm. I'm doing a show with Boom. Boom's a fact-checking website, and so we've uh, sort of decided to combine our forces for a weekly or a bi-weekly show. But uh, my time, I'm actually spending right now working on a startup. Okay. Uh, my startup would be focused at just giving out information and news. to india's people uh, there's an entire i believe a generation of young people that perhaps not talking to or just simply informing and that's the force for me to inform india's young people so basically you're going to be putting out news uh, through but i mean you're not sharing very much about what is the format what is this thing i guess you're no so uh, we'll actually be i i want to be across all formats because i believe and you know we know this now um outside there used to be a time when there was print and there was magazine and there was television and you had to qualify what kind of journalist you were but now i believe with the internet all of those walls have come down and it makes most sense to be in as many formats as possible 
uh, and to be in as many you know the duration formats as possible as well everything from 30 seconds to like a one hour two hour um, you know long form stuff so actually the aim will be to be across all social media across all platforms across all formats and right. to reach as many people as possible so a uh- Clearly, of course, you've you know got your news credentials uh, before you were with Mirror. Now, you've uh, recorded for print. You've worked for ET as well, and um, yes. CNBC. Uh, but I mean, the news format, the storytelling. I'm sure you got down pat. But what do you think of the revenue model one would have to follow? Are you looking at a subscription-driven model? Are you looking at an advertising-driven model? Because that's the tricky one, right? The world over, people are news entrepreneurs are kind of grappling with what is the solution to that. So I think uh, and I agree with what News Laundry does as well. I think that the future for news will have to be subscriber driven. It will have to people who buy the news and who use this as a service have to start paying for that news because if you're not paying for it then somebody else is paying for it. And then that service is now uh let's say serving the interest of the advertiser hmm. uh, in in most cases and not the viewer/reader. And that is perhaps the big risk at this point. So I do believe that the future does I mean completely rely on you know news that customers that service uh, you know the receivers are paying for because the truth is and I'm you know I'm now going to be very candid about it if you want news for free arna will yell at you for free every night right the public is free to air right that's free news because somebody else is paying for it uh, but if you want news that treats you and your intellect with respect and dignity you're going to have to start i mean at the end of the day journalists also have to eat they have to yes. run their houses so if we want talented you know people to give us their time and to you know make this their career we have to find ways to pay them and to and, make it worth their while and eating to baat ki baat hai and today's day and age first they have to be insured to premium bhi aajkal kafi high ja rahe hain so uh, <laughs> yeah so that's why we say pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay yes advertisers served and when fake comes up with her startup we request all our listeners do support her startup she has done some stellar work and i personally can say that she is a journalist of worth who we should try to nurture with whatever inputs oh, we can you. so yeah news only listeners watch out for phase new startup now manisha what uh, what what made the headlines other than the delhi polls which have i'm just dying for them to get over let's just well delhi polls get over tomorrow we're recording this half on a friday so by the time you would have heard this we would have voted in delhi and it was a bitterly fought election uh, lots of jibes of uh, traitor con or terrorist con uh, flying around uh, in the midst of which arvind kejriwal recited hanuman chalisa and told us he's a real hindu <laughs> um he sang it <laughs> yeah he sang it and tried uh, to sing it <laughs> he tried to sing it shri guru charan saroj raj nij man mukur sudhar bar nau raghubar bimal yash so that's that's pretty much actually what captured news and uh, prakash javadekar's comment calling uh, arvind kejriwal a terrorist and an anarchist that actually, really it was even... first uh, who said it and then he backed it up the thinking was that he will say no he's not uh, he was called a terrorist by someone else by not i think by the uh, sahib singh verma son or one of the other motor mouths i think it was javadekar then no, no, javadekar no? then backed it he says ha okay. sahi to kai wo terrorist nahi to aur kya he said uh, he is a terrorist 
because he is an anarchist Haan, so the two are the one of the same actually we'll yeah. discuss that then uh, the delhi police gave a rather bizarre press conference where they said the jamia shooter the shaheen bag shooter is an aap member that's because there's one picture of him at one of the aap functions following which the election commission actually delhi election commission said that this was an irresponsible statement and could harm the election so he's been taken off his election duty uh, the prime minister has uh, given his nod the prime minister along with the cabinet has given its nod for the ram temple in ayodhya for the the Dish. temple trust that would be that, that was announced in the parliament umar abdullah and mehbooba mufti have been slapped with the draconian public safety act that was very alarming uh, we'll explain what that yeah. is and the implications but before that yeah. regarding that uh, ram temple tr- the trust there was a mysterious full page ad that appeared only in the delhi editions of newspapers a full page congratulating the prime minister on this and i was looking is this a government ad is it a bjp ad but it was none of those it was just a trust and it was only in delhi so clearly aimed at delhi election and atul has done a very good remarkable report yeah we are having it up in english also today later it will be up in english today it's already up in hindi of who is this trust that has issued this ad and you should check that out Kerala government has declared coronavirus as a state calamity after three people have tested positive. In international news, Trump has been acquitted by Senate in- impeachment trial. Uh, Border court to bring Narendra Modi to Assam for first time since anti-CA protests began. I think he was welcomed with some one lakh la- lamps or something yesterday. Hmm. He was tweeting pictures. The really bizarre case of sedition goes on in Bidar where uh, school kids are being questioned over a play. uh one of the school kid uh, mother is in jail she hasn't gotten bail and the principal also i think is being questioned it's a really bizarre case that we can discuss um bjp has issued a show cause notice to anand kumar hegde over his remarks in freedom movement which was basically he said gandhi that, ne- that freedom movement he didn't name gandhi he says he, he said freedom movement was this orchestrated event with hmm. the british it collaborated on adjustment with the british ha so it was basically for reality tv when there was no reality tv And finally Chinmayanand a former union minister accused of rape has gotten bail so he goes out free as apparently has Peter Mukherjee after 4 years yeah there's the, no proof apparently the court says that you can't tie him with the murder uh, so he apparently will get bail so that's uh, interesting development and uh, the one thing an ex ips officer was stopped by the police from addressing the aligarh muslim university students okay saying that it could disturb law and order So let's start with uh, let's just start with the Kashmir news we can get to the Delhi polls the Delhi polls have been keeping so what exactly are the implications of this mehraj that this act basically is used if you are a threat to the law and order or national security so what is it so when it was uh, when the act was enacted in 1978 by Sheikh Abdullah's government it was meant to it's a preventive detention act it was meant to uh, keep timber smugglers in jail so there was a like rampant tim- timber smuggling at the time so you could keep them in jail and uh, after the militancy started they started using it against political so this is people. unique to jnk this is unique to jnk I yes see. there's similar acts elsewhere there's one in south africa and all that but this is unique to in india this is unique to jnk hmm. uh so under this act once you are arrested uh you are uh, for four within four weeks of the order the order is signed by a magistrate basically uh, the police they can just cook up a dossier like they have with so many people like even small kids minors they just cook up a dossier r- ridiculous charges something like he is disturbing law and order without specifying what that means so the magistrate obviously rubber stamps it uh, we did a story some time ago 3 4 months ago about how the magistrates were rubber stamping psc's left right and center hmm. 
Once that happens, the person is detained and within four weeks of passing the order, the government has to refer the case to an advisory board. The and advisory this board consists of people from? Uh, it's government officials. Government officials, yeah. bureaucrats. And yes, yes, this advisory board has to give its recommendations within eight weeks of the order. If the board thinks there is a case for preventive detention, the government can hold the person up uh, in jail for two years without trial. So basically, now they can be in jail for two years, at least halfway through his... Uh, his his term yeah. Modi so yeah. he can if he releases them in the last year and there's disturbance then he has another issue anyway so let's start with and the, another problem is I mean usually if you are arrested and stuff you have legal rights you can get a lawyer you can challenge them in this yeah. case what happens is when a person is arrested under PSA they do not have these rights before the advisory board unless sufficient grounds can be established that the detention is illegal which and is how do you establish that exactly so you can't so it's a catch 22 yeah so uh Anand, uh, let's start with you. What is your view of this new little maneuver by the PM? Uh, why do you think he's so keen to keep these people in prison? And uh, his usage of this act from a political point of view and from a basic democratic point of view? So, as far as I remember, this uh, Public Safety Act in JNK, some of the, its... Uh, Phrasing and the drafting has gone into the National Security Act also, which was enacted two years later in 1980. So uh, there are some legal scholars who believe that uh, its drafting was the inspiration for even NSA. Uh, there is a, a kind of vagueness about defining uh, what is against public order, and that is the prerogative of the government of the day. Now, the person who is uh, very much responsible in other parts of the country, say not in GNK, about NSA, and his assessment is say, the deputy commissioner or uh, district magistrate, whoever is in charge. So that assessment is essentially a very, you can say, very subjective. And uh, a lot of the facts that he, uh, the district magistrate would take into consideration would be a, a kind of intersection or sometimes even contradictory with that state government. But most of them, uh, most of the times they are on the same page. So keeping uh, this in view, I think uh, the legal challenge to it is very slim because the, the kind of uh, discretionary powers that it gives to the officials is too used to for the um, judicial scrutiny to overrule. Second, uh, why the PM is keen or why the Home Ministry is keen to keep them in prison. Uh, there are a lot of theories about it that why they want to uh, a new generation of politics or uh, some say uh, some political competition to come from say leaders. Uh, there was uh, two months back I read something in, in that uh, this Sarfazel was a, a kind of uh, um, proxy for Modi. Uh, vacuum vacuum filler hmm. yeah vacuum filler device for the government now this is all in the june of the speculation i can't be very sure about what's the reasoning behind it uh, and how much disruptive power these uh, leaders have do they have enough popular appeal to uh, disrupt the regime that the central government has put in, in order there. I don't think uh, they have such kind of po popular clout for that. But anyway, I can only add to their speculation. No, I don't have any concrete reasons to see. 
I see. So, Faith, what do you think? Um, you know, point of view of the political messaging that this sends out, and is this something that is hugely significant, or you think this is just? I think it's immensely significant. If we consider the comments made by the Prime Minister on the floor of the House yesterday, where he said, you know, there were some statements made by former chief ministers that we're not comfortable, we're not okay with. Um, Remember that these are, you know, the Public Safety Act or for that matter, Section 144, um, any of these things were emergency. And the Supreme Court has spelt it out in so many uh, words in on the 10th of January in that judgment on Kashmir, where they said that you can't continuously, you know, use, renew and use these laws to hold people in detention because these are emergency laws and you're obviously no longer in an emergency. If you join all of these dots, the suggestion that because... People are making statements in your opposition. You're going to keep them in, in uh, detention. It's actually very worrying for a democracy. Uh, whether that, you know, they're political rivals or otherwise, you're saying now, I mean, the argument initially was that these people will drive violence in the streets. I don't believe that's the argument anymore. I mean, the argument we heard yesterday was more about they disagree with us and they make statements. Now, the last we checked... Making statements is not illegal in our country. Right? Yeah, but I mean, I, I, in I, a democratic but, country, you're allowed to make statements. But not just make statements. So where is the proof of imminent threat? Not or just that. Public safety. My concern is on the in the house. Um, you know, the the prime minister said something that Omar Abdullah hasn't said. It was yeah. it first yes. appeared on the satire website. Breaking news. Omar Abdullah ji ne kaha tha ke article 370 ko hatana aisa bhukamp laega. So for me, that is of immense concern that, you know, Babul Supriyo made those statements where I was on the panel with him. Uh, Amit Shah in the past has said stuff in parliament that is demonstrably false. Apparently the budget numbers are also not adding up. There's, like so, there's a lot, lot of, of discrepancy. in. But yeah. when the prime minister says something that is in a, you know, spoof website which is a headline in a satire website. So, statement that, in my view, shows the level of politics that we've actually gone into now. Basically, you can say anything and get away with it. Yeah, and um, that's actually really scary, right? Because if we consider what has happened since then, and I know you, uh, News Laundry, has been tracking as well. As soon as the Prime Minister said it, the BJP for India Twitter handle, the official Twitter handle, tweeted the same thing. Then it gets picked up and then it gets pushed further and further and further. Because... I mean, it's the highest office of the of the of the land that made this statement. So, actually, for ordinary citizens on the ground, then it becomes a very grey thing, right? Between what was really news and what was fake news, and what you know, where the facts actually end and where we enter the fiction sort of area. Right. Um, I suppose as journalists, this is something that should you know keep us up at night. Yeah, man, it, it, it is of concern. Miraj, you're from Kashmir. Two things. One is we've discussed this earlier also that. Is there the kind of on-ground support that the muftis and uh, uh, Abdullahs have uh, in Kashmir that they can kind of uh, make so many people come onto the streets? Do they have that kind of mobilization power? And B, uh, why, what would... No, but... Yeah, sorry. Sorry, if, 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 I, may, if I may, and uh, and I'm still trying to understand this, even if they did have the power to get hmm. people to come out onto the streets... The question is, are they going to use that influence, hypothetically speaking, assuming they had it? Are they going to use that hmm. influence to get these people to commit acts of violence? That's the threat, right? right? 
Yeah. I mean, if they're I mean, standing on the street protesting again is a democratic right sure. in our country. So I I want to know at what point will the government have to prove that there was an intent to violence or there was even you know an inclination to violence? We've not seen any proof so far. See, uh, I agree. Oh, with do the... they have to at all proof, or is it okay to just you know? They don't have any such clout. If Amor Abdullah or Mahbub Mufti right now were to call for a protest, I doubt 50 people will turn up. Mm. They don't have. Mm. They were only there because they were supported by the Indian state. And the irony of this whole thing is because these structures which are now being used against them, they played a key role in building them up. Mm. The structures <laughs> of impunity. So why, are, why is... I mean, they pose absolutely no threat to, to the Indian state in Kashmir. Why is the Modi government doing it? I think two reasons. One, because they don't know anything else to do. Hmm. They don't have a policy going forward. They just did the abrogation. They did. Now they don't know how to get out of it. Second part is, this is always what's, what's always happened in Kashmir. There are these structures or operation of impunity which always work like this. Arbitrariness. So other than Mahbuba and uh, Umar, they have also slapped NSA on two other leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sartaj Madni of PDP and uh, Ali Mohammed Sagar of uh, the National Conference. One of the charges against uh, Sartaj Madni is his role in conceiving the self-rule doctrine. So self-rule doctrine was uh, this document which the PDP uh, uh, put out sometime like 12, 13 years ago in the 2000s. And it came after first uh, Farooq Abdullah, Umar Abdullah's father. Hmm. He passed a resolution in the Kashmir Assembly demanding autonomy, which was nothing more than just going back to the original form of 370, which had been hollowed out by then. Right. Assembly passed it. They sent it to Delhi to the parliament and Vajpayee was in power at the time. They just threw it in the bin. Nothing happened. And then after that, when they realized that this was not going to happen, when sort of that normalcy returned to Kashmir after 2002 elections and Vajpayee talked about Insaniyat Ke Daire Mein Wo Karenge and all that and Manmohan Singh and there were back channel talks and all that. So there was this hope that something will come out of it. So PDP came out with this self-rule document. Around the same time, Sajad Loon, came out with his uh, sort of blueprint for the Kashmir solution, which was called Achievable Nationhood. All these things, basically, they all asked for to stay with India, but with greater autonomy, Hmm. basically going back to the uh, pre-1953 position. And that has been used as the, because he drafted it, or apparently drafted it. He had a role in whatever. So the point is that it's not illegal. It's exactly what, what they were asking for is within the, limits of the constitution and they were actually encouraged to think about around these lines they were actually asked to give solutions and hmm. stuff and all that by first the Vajpayee government then the Manmohansi government now if they are going to make that into a criminal charge against them it means for the nth time that nobody in Kashmir can ever trust, trust about exactly, the because this is what was done with the encouragement of the yeah. center right wow that's crazy but I wonder like uh, Umar Abdullah's party Mufti's party they do have a carder still though right they what have is a the little, No, I mean, they have a little I'm bit of card. See, in Kashmir, uh, like there's this famous joke uh, attributed to Bakshi. So he was once asked uh, who, by Bakshi? Nehru. Bakshi was uh, the person who took over after Sheikh Abdullah was jailed. Gulam Muhammad okay. Bakshi. Okay. So he was asked by uh, Jawaharlal Nehru, how many people are with you in Kashmir? He said 40 lakh. Hmm. So he said, how many with Sheikh Abdullah? He said 40 lakh. He said, hmm. how many with somebody else? He said 40 lakh. What's the population of Kashmir? He said 40 lakh. What the hell are you talking about? He said, everybody is with everybody. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so when the elections right. happen, I mean, you have seen reportage and everything. People usually vote 
यार सड़क चाहिए बिजली चाहिए पानी चाहिए और यू गो टू अ पॉलिटिशन बिकॉज समबडी ऑफ यूर्स इज इन जेल एंड ही माइट हेल्प दम गेट आउट और टुमारो इफ द आर्मी कम्स टू योर हाउस एंड टेक्स यू अवे सो यू हैव दिस लिटल बिट ऑफ क्लाउड वेर यू कैन गेट आउट और यू नीड सम लाइक ब्यूरोक्रेटिक वर्कटिकल लीडर येस एग्जैक्टली सो नो बडी गोज टू आई मीन there might be some people but i mean they are ideologically to aligned to find those people who actually are ideologically aligned with these people so there are none basically there are none basically yeah it's quite surprising that your party heads are in jail and they they've been in detention for 6 months now and there's no card at least that comes out or says that okay free a leader or whatever some but i think we discussed this earlier there's a fatigue that is there now in, in kashmir yeah. that they're saying like dude like okay let's just move on get over let's see what what happens next but like you said there is no future plan so now yes. now what they don't have any plan they haven't had it so for actually, for the longest time um, if if i may just interject you so yeah they don't have a they don't have a plan obviously for these political leaders or opponents of theirs but i have a bigger question here uh, if you're talking specifically about kashmir what is the government's plan to revive the economy in kashmir to undo the damage that has been done to the tourism sector over the last 6 months um you know india spent put out numbers that said that um 1 lakh 44000 people have lost jobs in the tourism sector in kashmir in the last 6 months since this has happened because 3 lakh people who would normally go to kashmir for the winter came down to 40000 people this year. and artisans are losing jobs workshops are not running huge, you know markets are closed so that i mean that would really I that would break ordinary people employment I mean, employment in kashmir is very far from their minds right now they're still worried about employment in delhi and ncr yeah. they have to <laughs> they haven't even got there yet no i mean far from having a policy having a plan they actually don't care like one she talked about uh, the tourism sector the biggest industry in kashmir right now is the horticulture industry the apple mm. farming apple. which yeah. provides the bulk of the jobs the bulk of the revenue so the only way apple comes to india is via the national highway and there's only one road that connects the rest of india to kashmir right now they have been uh, building and like repairing that road and building al- alternate roads around uh, the those mountains the peer panchal they are very unstable mountains so the road closes every now and then during winter time when they should what they should have done is stop that work until the summers because they are building a road on top of the existing road so rocks and everything comes down onto the other road and it gets closed so this year like there was a disruption almost every second third day what happens is the trucks bearing apples coming to delhi they can't cross so by the time the road is opened after 3 4 days there are like a 100 trucks and when they come together to the mandi the There prices yeah the right. prices fall down and the right um, so clearly the unsolvable problem of kashmir which they Bangladesh has been solved clearly is far from us. And it's not uh, sorry. Right it's not only this government. The last time the Manmohan Singh government, mm. after the 2008 and 2010 agitations happened and people died, so they said we'll talk and we'll figure out a way. So they sent, if you remember, those interlocutors to Kashmir, Dilip mm. Padgaonkar, uh, M M Ansari, and Radha Kumar. They came back, submitted a report. and then the government sat on it yes, for two years and 10 years or 6 7 years later chidambaram is saying oh we made a mistake we should have implemented this exactly radha kumar was quite vocal in her uh, her yes. criticism of the ups exactly. that time and well. what did that report ask for exactly the same thing the self rule basically is asking for autonomy is asking for but they didn't do anything right. about it i think one thing that though it's amazing that the newspapers today and we've done a little piece on this whether they reported on modi attributing uh, a quote to umar abdullah to fake news website 
faking news that's the mm. website and none of them seem to have noticed this some of them have used the quote and not the newspapers yeah really that's wow. great and i mean i think this should be front page news that in parliament the prime minister said this is spreading fake news i mean if it was nyt washington post or whatever it would be a screaming headline that prime minister has you know fake news used yeah. this quote from a fake news website it's no, amazing that, that and the funny thing is he's referring to i mean when modi is using his quote he's referring to earthquake metaphorically like if you read <laughs> that faking news thing so it's a very satirical satirical thing so mm. murubdullah is basically saying we found a tablet stone tablet from back in the day mm-hmm. and it says there'll be a seis- like literal Seismic earthquake shift, yeah, yeah if this happens and kashmir right. will separate like that So um quite amazing. Before we move on to the next Anand you want to come in on this issue before we move on to the Delhi elections and other things? No no nothing. Okay. So nothing nothing. Okay now uh, uh, I just had a couple of emails to read uh, and then we'll discuss the Delhi election there are three things specifically that I want to discuss but uh before that just wanted to get in our correspondent from Pune my colleague uh, Pratik who reports you have read he's based out of pune we had uh, you know i wrote that piece about konal kamra uh, what he did is something that is legit it's a legit way of you know seeking accountability from the powerful and establishment and in my view arnab is both uh, and you know he disagreed with me so um, hi pratik uh, do let me know what what is your view on this and why you disagree with my position mujhe ye isliye galat lagta hai pehli baat to jo konal kamra जो खुद मतलब जो अर्नब जिस तरीके की रिपोर्टिंग करते हैं या वो जिस तरीके की जर्नलिज्म करते हैं कि वो खुद खिलाफत करते हैं लेकिन वो उन्होंने वही रवैया अपनाया जो जिसकी वो खिलाफत करते हैं और भले वो जर्नलिस्ट हो या ना हो या कोई भी हो आप किसी को जबरदस्ती नहीं कर सकते किसी को आपके अपने साथ बात करने के लिए और मतलब आई फील की दो मतलब गलत चीजें एक मतलब टू रॉन्ग मेक राइट वॉट आई बिलीव इन तो मतलब वो उन्होंने वही हरकत की है और दूसरी बात उन्होंने जहाँ पे हरकत की अगर समझ लीजिए आजकल भक्त तो हर हर एक के होते हैं मतलब अर्नब के भी होंगे कुणाल कामरा के भी होंगे अगर समझ लीजिए जहाज में ये बात कहीं और आगे बढ़ जाती जिस जो जहाज में कर रहे थे जिस तरीके से बात कर रहे थे अगर उनके अगल बगल वाले पैसेंजर्स होते या कोई और वो लोग भी इसमें इन्वॉल्व हो जाते और वहाँ पे एक अच्छा खासा कमोशन क्रिएट हो जाता था वो फ्लाइट सेफ्टी पे भी असर पड़ता लेकिन लेकिन सही थी और तरीके से वो बात कर रहे थे बट वो भी गलत था लेकिन पायलट ने वो तो क्लियर कर दिया ना डिड नॉट कॉम्प्रोमाइज सेफ्टी नहीं वे नहीं बात सेफ्टी वो कॉम्प्रोमाइज नहीं हुई वो मैं नहीं बोल रहा हूँ बट अगर हो जाती वहाँ पे अगर आप वहाँ पे अगर इस तरीके का माहौल क्रिएट हो जाता तो क्या होता तो वो जगह तो जायज नहीं थी वहाँ पे इस तरीके का झगड़ा करने की या इस तरीके की बात करने की और जब अगर वो सामने वालों को आपसे बात नहीं करनी है तो क्यों उसको आप जब वो वो पब्लिक के रिपोर्टर्स या उनके जो जिस तरीके का वो जर्नलिज्म करते हैं मुंह में लोगों के माई डाल देते हैं जबरदस्ती उनके ऊपर जिस तरीके से कुणाल सामने खड़ा होके उसको प्रवोक कर रहा है बोलने के लिए तो वो अगर एक सेकेंड तो वो अगर आप इक्विवेलेंस करें जो कुणाल कर रहा है जो रिपोर्टर ये इसके रिपोर्टर्स करते हैं रिपब्लिक के वो सेम चीज नहीं है मुझे लगता है यही डेंजर है जो ऑल ऑल साइडिज्म जो होता है ना कि भाई आप हर चीज को एक ही बकेट में डालते हैं अगर मैं अपने फोराम में माइक पकड़ा हूं मैंने अपने हाथ में और फोराम से मैं आपका उठना इम्पॉसिबल कर दूं वो अलग बात है लेकिन मैं खड़ा होकर आपको प्रवोक करूं वो अलग बात है वो दोनों सेम चीजें नहीं है ये मुझे प्रॉब्लम है कि हर चीज जैसे रिपब्लिक के रिपोर्टर्स बिहेव करते थे जब मणिशंकर अयर को एक छोटी सी आली से निकल रहा है सामने खड़े हो गए 
अब या तो आप उसको धक्का दो या आप निकल नहीं सकते वो और ये बहुत अलग चीज है इसीलिए उनकी जो हरकत थी वो गलत थी और वो कितनी गलत थी उसका मैं उससे कम्पेरिजन नहीं कर रहा की रिपब्लिक के रिपोर्टर्स मतलब नाइनटी परसेंट गलत करते हैं उन्होंने पैंतालीस परसेंट गलत किया पचास परसेंट गलत किया मेरा बोलना बस ये है की हरकत गलत थी उनकी तो आप समझते हैं कि वो खिलाफत कर अगर जा रहा हो और रिपोर्टर उससे वो बात ऑफकोर्स नहीं करना चाहेंगे रिपोर्टर उनसे बार बार सवाल करे जी आप पर ये एलिगेशन या फिर जवाब दो यू थिंक रिपोर्टर शुड नॉट डू दैट You should only, you should only talk. सकता है, you should... अगर वो बात नहीं करना चाहे तो क्या आप मतलब एक पूरा एक अपना रैंट उसको रिकॉर्ड करके ट्विटर पर डाल देंगे कि ये इस तरीके का ये मुझसे बात नहीं कर रहा है और ये इस तरीके की हरकत कर रहा है और ये कावर्ड है या जो भी ये तमाम चीज है मतलब ये भाग रहे हैं इससे और तो मगर वो उनसे बात नहीं करना चाहता तो नहीं करना चाहता भाई वो रिपोर्टर उससे रिक्वेस्ट कर सकता एक बार कर सकता दो बार कर सकता दस बार कर सकता अगर वो बात नहीं करना चाहता तो फिर नहीं करना चाहता करेक्ट कोई मतलब मैं सिर्फ रिपोर्टर की बात नहीं कर रहा हूँ किसी भी व्यक्ति की बात कर रहा हूँ आप जबरदस्ती किसी को मजबूर नहीं कर सकते आपसे बात करने वो तो इज अ गिवन ना वो तो अगर कोई बात नहीं कर जाते नहीं करेगा लेकिन आप अपनी एक्शंस किस हद तक आप बंदे को प्रवोक कर सकते फॉर एग्जाम्पल आपने रॉजर एंड मी फिल्म देखी है ये जो जी का जो सी था वो बात नहीं करना चाह रहा था मीडिया से कि भाई उसने फैक्ट्रियाँ बंद कर दी हजारों लोगों को निकाल दिया क्रिसमस पे अपने और वो बात नहीं करना चाहता तो माइकल मोर उसके बिल्डिंग के सामने खड़ा होगा मेगाफोन लेके उसकी वो एजीएम में घुस गया जी आप जवाब दो जी आपकी जवाबदेही बनती है टाउन को यू थिंक इट इज द रॉन्ग थिंग यू थिंक दैट इज इनकरेक्ट जवाब जवाब वो जवाबदेही बनना एक अलग चीज है ये एक जहाज में करना अलग चीज है तो इतनी जवाबदेही की बात थी तो उनके दफ्तर क्यों नहीं चले गए उनसे बात करने के लिए तो योर सेंग तो योर सेंग इट्स ओनली वे ही डिड इट So, no, I'm just trying to clarify. I'm मतलब, It's... I'm saying both the things. जो उन्होंने किया वो मतलब उन्होंने नहीं करना चाहिए तो और जिस जगह किया वो तो वो, वो भी गलत थी चलो ठीक है थैंक यू फॉर शेयरिंग जवाब देने की बात नहीं कर रहा हूँ जवाब देने मुझे लगता है जितनी आजकल जर्नलिस्ट की है उतनी नेताओं की उतनी सबकी है आई डोंट थिंक जर्नलिस्ट कैन सी दैट वी कैन नॉट टॉक अभी ऐसे नहीं बोल रहा हूँ मतलब हर एक की जवाबदेही होती है बट आप जबरदस्ती किसी को वो नहीं कर सकते और मतलब जिस चीज का आप बोलते हैं कि वो इस तरीके की बदतमीजी करते हैं या उनके रिपोर्टर्स वही चीज करते हैं तो आप वही चीज अगर कर रहे हैं उनके साथ तो क्या साबित कर रहे हैं लेकिन वही चीज नहीं कर रहे हैं बार बार वही बोल रहे हैं यार और भी तरीके से ना वो और प्रतीक यू आर अगेन सेम थिंग सेम चीज कर रहे वो सेम चीज नहीं कर रहे हैं केयरफुल अबाउट इक्विवेलेंस There's a big difference आपसे आपके जो रिपोर्टर कर रहे हैं एक सेकंड आपने बोला लेकिन आपने अभी जो आपने एक सेकंड मेरे हिसाब से उन्होंने गलत किया जो मुझे लगा हाँ वो तो डेट इज फाइन तरीका सही नहीं था और वो जगह भी सही नहीं दैट इज योर ओपिनियन बट वेन यू से दैट देर रिपोर्टर एंड ही डिड द सेम थिंग दैट इज नॉट योर ओपिनियन दैट इज रॉन्ग इन फैक्ट इज माई पॉइंट इट्स नॉट द सेम थिंग वो एक सी चीज ना की हो बट जवाब ना दे आपको 
हमारी तरफ से तो पूरी छूट है आप वहाँ मतलब धरना दे जाइए हम हम तो हिलेंगे नहीं जैसे अंगद ने बोला था ना ये मेरा पैर अब बस यहाँ से मैं हिलूंगा नहीं हम तो बोलेंगे लेकिन बाकी आप देख लेना कैसे आपको जवाब वहाँ से चाहिए क्योंकि उद्धव ठाकरे कह नहीं सकते बेटा तो टांग उठेगा कि तुम ही उठ जाओगे लेकिन कोशिश जरूर करना प्रतीक मेक न्यूज लॉन्ड्री प्राउड थैंक्स यू डूंग ग्रेट वर्क कैरी ऑन ओके बाय ओके थैंक यू Anand you want to say anything on that before we move on I was uh, more against uh, the language used in it so uh, I am somewhat old fashioned and uh, somehow uh, stepped in uh, a more formal language particularly in public sphere so the language of his heckling was uh, in poor taste in my view but otherwise you think it's okay to kind of seek answers in in that sense uh i i don't have any strong opinions on it so uh, I, I am indifferent to that okay i see what do you think of that fay i uh, that that is something that i think had a lot of people who are in the news sphere some journalists some non journalists like me that what kunal did was wrong he shouldn't have done it he stooped to the level um what what do you think so Okay, so obviously, in, in like everything else that's happening in our country right now, there are two ways to look at it, right? There's the black and white, legal, illegal. Did he break the law? Was he breaking the rules? Was he, in any way, not respecting what the crew was asking him to do? Because that's what you have to do in an aircraft. And then there's the ethical sort of grey, uh, which most of our country seems to have discarded now. So, from an ethical point of view. Are you? Is it okay for you to walk up to someone in a public space and get in their face like that? Perhaps not. Um, and I know that a lot of people made it. They they felt uncomfortable because you automatically imagine what if I were in Arnab's shoes and someone walked up to me and you know sort of harassed me on a flight? Would I be happy? But the truth is that Arnab is the one who's sort of brought about that culture and he's made a made you know built a business. Has it ever happened culture. to you, Faye? So. You, it would sound like bragging, but people have only said nice things to me at airports. So, so. <laughs> no one's come and called you names. No one said. No, you know what? And I, and I think this is uh, Manisha. Really interesting about trolls, right? The kind of awful, horrible things that get said to us, specifically women on Twitter, like you should be raped and this and that. No one's ever said this nonsense to me in person. Not once has somebody walked up to me and said it to you know. It has, has said even like a, a mildly, you know, mild version of this. Never. That's. Which, but but that's yeah. that's uh, Time Magazine did a cover story on the online disinhibition syndrome, and this journalist did a very interesting thing. Someone who would, you know, uh, troll him endlessly. He invited that person to a cafe, and said, "Let's hmm. talk face to face." That person didn't show up, but later that person texted him and said, "Well, I did show up, but you know, I didn't want to come and sit and." Fight with you because you're a nice. Basically, the moment you force someone to confront you face to face, they they don't yeah. do what they would do online. That disinhibition yeah, syndrome is. And yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know, I will say this. Uh, I know it's happened to Madhu a lot, even when we were young and she was heading news track. And uh, she said that was that's part of the territory. It's happened to me uh, in various ways. I mean, it's happened to me as a news professional with people who disagree with what I say on panels. In fact, when I was uh, working on Siri for jogging, rather, uncle, if you're listening, hello, I'm making you famous. I don't know what your name is. He'd stop me and start saying, "I said, can I finish my jog?" "Nay, nay, you answer. You just keep saying that. Okay, I said, yeah, what do you want? Now, the thing is that he could have taken that and put it online. It's yeah. not. 
it's it's a part of the territory yaar that is that is it that is where we are and that that is and that's fine yeah. so, and i think also when you um, especially on television and this is something very clear about television anchors enjoy a great deal of benefits of being on television right because you're famous and uh you know people check your luggage in first and you cut lines and all kinds of nonsense happens this is part of that territory so while people like i said people are having said anything rude to me people do come up to me and and you know so they want information they want to talk about particular stories you know that story jo aapne kiya tha uske bare mein baat karni thi and you have to be able to give that time but having said that i think that the sentiment on that got turned when um the aviation minister and all of those airlines banned kunal kamra without any actual due process oh yeah that too, i think everybody said that, you know what he didn't break the law i think he has a case he's far. he's gone to court i think he has a case there yeah yeah he has a strong case yeah. especially since he's a comedian and you know his livelihood depends on him being able to travel yeah, exactly. and being banned from all but one airline then impedes his ability to do his yeah. job so fundamental right to livelihood i'd argue for him and also one point which i made last time also in this country people with power there are no institutional uh, structures of accountability in this country right. for person like arnab goswami i mean the broadcasting hmm, authority won't hold him accountable yeah. the government obviously won't hold him <laughs> accountable so <laughs> who is going to hold him accountable right. the ordinary people right exactly so i have a couple so actually you know i want to ask you guys this um if i may sure so this actually brings us to a very important point right so journalism obviously needs to be self regulated because we can't have a situation where government is regulating media and in the absence of obviously we have an absence of self regulation because so many channels now are just blatantly lying they're not no longer even you know embellishing or mm. exaggerating so where does that leave this accountability where is the accountability now who does it lie with Are journalists expected to say sorry? If they don't say sorry, then what happens? Do people so, confront them on aircrafts? I think. Um, I mean, I think this is like an evolving solution uh, happening. I, in fact, attended a roundtable that was discussing this here in Delhi. It was organized by Think Tank, and they had invited people from uh, both news platforms, news aggregators, tech companies. Um, so uh, here's what I think. I think I definitely will not give that power to. the government for sure i think as far as um, uh, you know libel is concerned there are laws in place and people can go to court if a false accusation has been made for example on the women of shaheen bag that we are sitting for 500 yeah. rupees i think they should file a case uh, and and go to court i understand that's a long process and i know it's a suboptimal solution but i don't think there are optimal solutions i won't give that part to anybody else the nbsa is a toothless body they have imposed fines on everyone from rajesh sharma to uh, arnab and neither of none of them you know agreed to pay that fine or even abide by the by the rule so that is off the, i think one thing that the us has in the media space when you know a breitbart or a fox tra- a show yeah. on fox they cross the line and are anti semitic or openly racist or blatantly bigoted there is the collective conscience even in that extreme capitalist society is such that a brand will not want to be associated with it so overnight six brands will say okay we can't go that far so we've done mm. a piece on news laundry where we've called out the brands that sponsored this one's hate uh, arnab's hate yeah. that mm. night when they clearly misinformation was 
given purposely because they can't say it was done by mistake because everybody knew what was happening. They carried on for two hours. So I think when that happens and there's calling out, then it becomes harder for them to kind of justify and mm. to survive. But that that naming, and I saw that, I, I thought it was really interesting. The naming and shaming of the brands that were, you know, in the sponsored and brought to you by on that show. Do you expect it to make a difference to these brands? Because obviously, until now, they have, haven't really chosen ethical journalism versus... They actually don't care what's going on air as long as you're bringing me the eyeballs. Which is also perhaps why we've gotten to this point. But do you think it'll make a difference to them? I believe it eventually will. And also, the, the news model is completely very dole. See, one big problem in Indian democracy is the government has such control over business that mm. they, can, they can make or break you financially. You know, anyone in India who says I'm self-made, that's only because the government didn't want to fuck you over. If they did, then you would not be self-made. So. Oh, is this is that kind of show? <laughs> we can say that. Oh, yeah. You, that way, Anand is the only one who uses very formal language, as do the rest. As he has indicated, <laughs> I say I'm steeped in. No, but I definitely think, yeah, I mean, criminal defamation has to go. But I honestly, watching these guys, I do think people have to now start uh, filing for defamation, civil defamation cases. Because if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, say things that are going to put people's lives in jeopardy. It's no joke anymore. And you can't keep appealing to their good sense. Ki bhai, please don't, you know, be hateful. There good has sense, to be. Good sense ships have sailed long ago. Yeah. There's no yeah. acknowledgement. So I do that. think defamation people should really start thinking of. And some people did do it with Arnab. And he did have to once apologize because that was a case that he lost. And yeah, this was in times now back then. He yeah. put a wrong judge. Like that Sarabjit. That was because it was a judge. Yeah. No, no, but you know. <laughs> but like was, that Sarabjit it's, it's, guy, it's, right? That was also, that was, a, that was an error. And I think that also it's important to make a, to make a distinction right now between human error. When yeah. there is yeah, a young person sitting on the desk accidentally pulls out the wrong yeah, photographs yeah. and chipkows it. We survey what was done after the firing at Jamia, yeah. which is, I mean, you know, yeah. that's so much worse than error, right? Yeah. You blatantly went out and misrepresented something for hours. And, and then justified the it on the prime time. That should be much higher than... Yeah. But I do think calling out yeah. brands... Over time, right now, I think no one's even thinking about who's sponsoring you. So I think once that conversation starts, it can have a real impact. I do think yeah, you could build yeah, a momentum yeah. around this conversation One and who's funding. One point I'd like to make about self-regulation is it only works if you first look at the ownership of the media. Hmm. If it's only two, three companies owning all of your media and those companies have other business interests which invest in, in yeah. the media, which give you ads and stuff. So who, who are going you to re- regulate? Right. Regulation only works if you have the power to regulate. Right. And, but yeah, I do think it'll get better because now media calls each other out. I think one of the reasons the media deteriorated was that until News Laundry came along, no, okay, there was a hoot and stuff, but... Uh, hang on, guys. Did, uh, was there like a dirt, like a bad fight in Lok Sabha today? Apparently, yeah. one headline says... In fact, when we, when, we sat, <laughs> when we sat... Congress nearly came to blows. Yeah, when we sat the f- down, there was this headline. I, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, someone can just fill us in that uh, it was adjourned till 1 p.m. because... Some Congress MP charged at someone and yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll just wow. update you on that. And you're wondering why TV is the way it is. I mean, this is the parliament of the country. <laughs> when this is absolutely very well said. So uh, we'll just get to the daily election. I have a couple of emails. Um, hmm? This one is by Sachin. Sachin, uh, it's a 400 word mail, so I will not read all of it. So he says, I've been a News Laundry subscriber for three years. I agree with Abhinandan on most topics. I like to hear the hafta for different points of view and different angles. So he has some questions. One is on transgender washrooms, which is an ongoing discussion that has happened in Hafta and Charcha. Sorry, Hafta and Offal and Awesome Forever. So Sachin says that 
different countries have tried different methods to deal with it. Portland made a few gender-neutral restrooms that men urinals are problematic for women. They are now deciding to remove the urinals even though that save water. Some corporate offices in Ireland and UK made single unisex washrooms for those who don't want to use men-women washrooms. This makes it different but it's not the same as that of prisons for the question where can we stop i think political correctness related to awareness so there is no end for example in ksa i don't know what ksa is for the longest time there were no women washrooms in shopping malls and corporate offices okay then he goes on on private and state owned he's i'm not an economist i want to discuss air india i don't agree that air india is not benefiting so it should be sold to a private airline government has also failed in education health transportation law and order that doesn't mean you make it private private doesn't mean profit and quality for example ebay kingfisher sl jet airways vodafone so and he says they use personal contacts to dominate other airlines like jet had used so do we expect fair business where 1% of the population holds 70% of all wealth so yeah good point and um, i would say rather than giving subsidies or loan waivers to farmers this time to government to rent farming land otherwise corporates like reliance patanjali will buy the whole farming market well actually there's a very interesting case of of um, corporate farming in mexico and what that did to the farmers uh, and on election candidates he says in the interview dhruv rathi abhinand argued education can't be the criteria for election if he she is an mp how will an uneducated person draft policy or produce a private members bill to debate if an mla decides how will they fund mla expenditure a uh, classic example kiran bedi educating anna hazare on lokpal bill thank you keep up the good work rajat sachin sachin i uh, have a very firm view on this uneducated i i think the entire essence of democracy is and why we believe democracy works is because people from different spheres and different experiences all come together and their collective understanding of the society we live in makes a more equitable legal system and framework so i don't think education has anything to do with that also the idea that the formal schooling and college is the only education exactly exactly like. and if you are under the impression that kiran ji explained anna the lokpal bill uh, let me tell you out of all of us who started this movement back then she understood it least so be under no illusion that she was explaining it to anna i mean i have my problems with uh, mr hazare but understanding the lokpal bill is not not a problem as far as he is concerned and then one more quick email this is from amitab hi hafta team i've been a subscriber for more than 8 months since i've done mentioned a few haftas back that newsround has actually started earning some decent cash i think it would be apt to do video record these episodes just like nl charcha is being done it feels better to see everyone when they're responding to certain topics like joe rogan does secondly i absolutely adore ayush's journalism usko kahi mat jaane dena do bring him on sometimes when he reports on some big stories I know it would be hard to bring him on since he already does a lot of ground reporting and also appears on Reporters Without Orders. That's Arun. Thank you, Arun, for your kind words. Yes, I have told uh, Ayush that if he tries to quit News Laundry, I'll have him beaten up. Um, so I think that may work, but I don't know. Let's see. And to retain such talented journalists, it always requires money and resources. It requires so money and resources. So Therefore, please pay to keep God. news free. Go to newslaundry.com. Click on the top right-hand corner. Click. on subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers served and before we just move on to the delhi sorry last this is a very short mail by tej pratap he is also a subscriber tej says he listens to podcast regularly and sub- subscribes he say i would like to know a little more about news laundry the organization i have a feeling it's not just me other subscribers also might find value a few sample questions how many people work for nl So right now I'll just tell you so we have 37 people working at News Laundry right now 
and your other question is um, how many fields reporters so we have out of this in production that includes design editing and producers like ivneet who is the wonderful producer of this show there are 10 people editorial staff which includes manisha raman mehraj and editors there are 16 people social media there are four people which is headed by our wonderful meghnath accounts there are two accountants and we have four support staff and we have two people in business development that's pramay and chitranshu and we have our administrator sonu kumar in all so in 37. all that's 37 plus me 38 wow lagta nahi na ha i always <laughs> keep saying we are small but you know such why? a small team because no one ever comes to office <laughs> that's why it seems like there's such few of us Why is his, uh, is his assumption that we are not uh, prepared? prepared enough? And Manisha's Why hobby is, is watching TV, <laughs> which is really taking a toll. So, <laughs> so Teja, uh, actually, you know what, Teja, in our new website, we're going to have a page which actually makes it completely transparent about how much money we take in, and how much we pay salaries, how much goes out for travel and reports. हम एक मिसाल गायम करना चाहते हैं ट्रांसपेरेंसी में, and then we will dare others. कि तुम अपने अकाउंट्स रखो देखते हैं सरकार से कितना पैसा मिलता है तुम्हें इस एडवर्टाइज से कितना मिलता है और सब्सक्राइब से कितना मिलता है सो दैट इज माय अल्टीमेट ऑब्जेक्टिव आई होप आई गेट बाय इंडिपेंडेंस डे इफ ऑल आर वंडरफुल सब्सक्राइबर्स कैन इवन कन्विंस वन और टू अदर्स आई एम श्योर वी कैन गेट दे एंड या आई थिंक दैट वुड बी अव हाई फॉर ट्रांसपेरेंसी इन जर्नलिज्म सो ओके नाउ कैन वी जस्ट स्टार्ट विद द डेली इलेक्शन लेट मी स्टार्ट विथ you manisha hmm. what this there are too many headlines whether <laughs> it is anarchist and terrorist is the same what the cop did that here's what he said saal bhar pehle jo ye kapil baisla hai aur uske pitaji jo gajay singh hai inhone aam aadmi party ko join kiya tha photograph bhi hai jo photograph aap dikha rahe hain wo photograph inke phone mein hai wo ab recover ho gaya hai then the singing by mr kejriwal which is your favorite because there are too many things please pick your favorite thing and we will discuss this quickly and then we'll just go around and let there are too many headlines but just one theme <laughs> which, <laughs> is, which is delhi. which is goli maro communalism no, themes firstly i think i just want to put this on place my deep sadness at this on the table i mean this is a city where we're breathing death our air quality today is unhealthy uh, which is a great air day for delhi and we haven't had any discussion on pollution i checked like through prime times we haven't had any we haven't even had pointed questions on pollution being asked of kejriwal or of manoj tiwari and i think in one of the, inter- the interview where he sang hanuman jalis i took an audience member to ask a question on pollution the journalist didn't even pose that question i think it's so third world i mean it's fucking fourth world i can't i don't think anywhere else in the world would people be so the media of course i think a large blame is to be given to the media but for people to be so careless about something this big during elections it's just disheartening but um yeah maybe we can talk about hanuman chalisa because that evoked a lot of um, reactions from critics of aap who feel ki ye to rss ka b team hai and uh, also kejriwal saying that if i had the police i would have cleared up shaheen bag in no time and that they they don't have the right to inconvenience other people and we did uh, 
you know, we also did the IAC Andolan, but we never inconvenienced anyone, which I don't know if it's true. I'm sure there would have been some inconvenience. Of course, there was inconvenience with the IAC. Yeah. What's the problem with inconveniencing people? That's the whole point of a protest, <laughs> no? So, <laughs> so, what is a protest for but otherwise? But this kind of got back the focus on AAP being like just a lighter shade of saffron compared to BJP. Uh, I think that is, I mean, this has been happening forever. I think it's an extremely facetious and a silly point which can be, one can demolish it so easily that one doesn't mm. even get into that. It's, it's, I mean, there is so much evidence to the contrary that people who make this claim, I think, reduce the seriousness of how they should be taken. Uh, it's definitely not, I mean, you can criticize for a hundred other things, but to say that AAP is an RSS version is not knowing anything about any of the leaders of AAP or what their position has been historically. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, I think, is really foolish. But I definitely think the Hanuman Chalisa thing was staged. One, because rarely do you have journalists ask any follow-up questions. So when it's Modi, they never ask a follow-up question. And with maybe someone like a Kejriwal, they won't have prepared enough. So if they ask him, what did you do in the Kejriwal would give an answer and they'd move on to the next. There's never any follow-up. So I found it very strange that a journalist actually followed up saying, if you come, then tell us. And to me, that was just jarring because they never do it. So I think... I'm pretty sure that this was kind of staged. Hey, what do you think like. of the Hanuman Chalisa <laughs> singing by Arvind? I, I think it was uh, extremely disappointing to have a journalist ask that question at all. I mean, whether it was staged or not, that the credibility of that news network and the journalist went completely down the drain. I mean, what sort of a question is that to ask before an election to a prospective chief minister uh, or the current chief minister? Uh, you know, to prove your Hinduism, Effectively, that was, you know, what mm. was going on. So whether it was staged because, you know, Kirjival wanted to prove his Hinduism or whether I the journalist so. was challenging him to offer that proof, I think it was kind of shitty, dude, honestly. <laughs> you know, uh, going by what Manisha just said, the fact is, I mean, consider uh, the air pollution in Delhi, consider the fact that... Uh, based on a report that the BJP has been backing a lot, that water is not of the greatest quality in Delhi, um, that you have serious issues right now of safety, of uh, so many things. Those photographs of the Yamuna that do the rounds every Chatpuja as well. Hmm. There's so much work to be done and to be asking people to prove how Hindu they are. And, you know, this, quite frankly, this has been my problem for a while, since, you know, we've had this whole conversation of soft Hindutva also from this Congress. Yeah. Uh, Shashi Tharoor writes books about why he's a Hindu. It's it's a sort of race to prove I'm some sort of Hindu, right? I'm either mild or I'm, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, but some version of Hindu. Where does that leave the minority communities? So basically, you're saying that, listen, nobody's interested in you people anymore. We're just all trying to prove how Hindu we are. And there's the democracy for you, where basically it's just a race for the majority opinion and the majority vote. You're just leaving everybody else behind. That's kind of disappointing, in my in my opinion, that everybody's done it. Across the aisle, all political parties have done it to some extent. Even um, Kejriwal's family, his wife and daughter, came out and made a statement as well about, there was these, some statements about Hinduism in it. The fact that we've been brought to this point, whosever fault that is, where... Politicians are discussing their religion so vehemently. Hmm. It's disappointing to me. Big role of the hmm. media. And then there was also the ad they released na, the next day where Prabhu Ram appears and tells the Qatar Hindu ki what's Hindu dharam khatre mein nahi hai. Aap Kejriwal ko hi vote do. Anand, do you think the Hanuman Chalisa recitation was staged and were you satisfied with its with the version <laughs> by 
Pandit Bhimsen Joshi's youngest disciple Kejriwal who I'm sure made many people atheist after his recitation of that <laughs> this would be the last of the points i would address i would address it in in last was two uh, two three points prior to that so first is that uh, this election campaign uh, has been from both sides and its coverage is that it has punched above its weight for its uh, irrelevance to the national politics uh, for uh, and uh, for a territory which sends seven MPs, so national imagination would not be even uh, hooked for curiosity of knowing how much it uh, reflects the mood of the nation. So it has punched over its weight, maybe because it's the only election now, and second, because it's the national capital. Uh, so speaking from a distance of, say, 1,000 kilometers in Bihar, I think um, its coverage has been uh, quite disproportionate to its importance in national politics. Second is, you see, when we, um, all the statements made and the criticism of media and everything, I think we have entered a phase where we are more interested in caricatures rather than ideas. So, and the ideas will remain despite its, uh, say, very gross misrepresentation in caricatures, like some uh, wireless statements made, some rabid kind of statements made. But uh, satire, caricaturing, and some uh, political figures are real caricatures uh, of the ideas that they represent. And that has uh, got the media hooked in. And unfortunately, even media criticism has uh, more focused on caricatures rather than ideas. Neither, uh, say, Hindutva or political Islam are going to disappear because there are some caricatures misrepresenting it. They would outlive, uh, say, this election, defeat or win victory in this election. Both BJP and AAP are not ephemeral movements which will disappear. Even if they lose or win the election, the ideas they represent or the ideology they represent would be there, would be there despite the caricatures, despite whatever the temporary issues are. So you are not getting into ideas, but their misrepresentations. Uh, third is about Hanuman Chalisha. So, uh, I it, whether it was a state or not a state, I think Siv Vishwanathan, media sociologist or sociologist in general, had once pointed out that it was a story that was left in, say, 50s. And because of the secularization of the public space, there was this middle class guilt about being religious. And that has now come in form of political catharsis or political parties appropriating these idioms, whether it's Hanuman Chalisha or not. And there is a race for that. It was a kind of uh, idea which was, uh, you can say it was, uh, it, it, like in journalism, if you give up a story, it, it would not die. Somebody would tell it, say, 20 years later, 25 years later. Now, the idea will last, but this uh, style of delivering it through, say, uh, hmm, recitation of Hanuman Chalisa, it has a sort of life, but the idea of it, the hmm. idea would outlive it. Yes. Mehraj, what is your view? I think in retrospect, it was a bad strategy from up to just 
abandon all this issues about CA and then just focus on the Bijli Pani Sadikwala issues. Hmm. Because the conversation, BJP has just hijacked the conversation. The problem with, like I've been saying again and again, is the message. AAP has the plans, they have the details, but they don't have a coherent message. BJP, however while, but they have a message. And the message is, they are against you and we are with you. AAP doesn't have that. They are like sailing in two boats at the same time. That is why if they had started, now they are just reacting to the BJP. They are uh, talk about the Mohalla clinics and hospitals and everything. Nobody is bothered about that. That's partly also because the media discourse in this country is driven by what the BJP does. And also, uh, not just driven by, I mean, they just set the agenda, right? I mean, they work in cahoots right now. So that is also part of it. But the, this, this, I think, was a mistake from up not to focus on these issues also. They have not only alienated, I don't know how the elections will obviously shape mm. up, how people will vote, whether they have a choice or not, but they have not only alienated the like the Muslims and the minorities. I'm If the, you are competing for the hardcore Hindu vote with the BJP, you are not going to get that. Right. Because that BJP has a monopoly on that. I think, um, I'm not sure, I'm just saying that Ajwani guy um, is not really, you know, someone who I think will fix anything in favor of Kejriwal. A, the organization he works for, B, I've been seeing his reportage over the years, even before this when he used to be at Star. You know, about religiosity becoming a political kind of space, entering that political space, it's not something that is to my taste, but like, for example, when people like Hartosh, you know, they have very absolute takes. And as a journalist, you should. That should be your expectation. So... I mean, that you're doing as a critic. You're, an, you're a journalistic ideologue because even journalism should have an ideology where you stick to fundamentals. But if you are to take it as a conversation, I don't think anyone who seriously has looked at elections the world over, and not just in India, would consider religiosity not political. It is, was, and will be. Now, to what extent do you use that? Do you position yourself as an atheist? Which, like, Many commentators in the US said they believed Obama was an atheist. Their interaction with him, he seemed atheist. But when he became president, he had to be, God bless the United States. I think religiosity is a part of politics and people will embrace it. To what extent they embrace it is depending on you know how they want to position themselves. So A, the expectation of rejecting that is, in my view, an unrealistic expectation. So it is actually a waste of time. B, him singing the Hanuman Chalisa, I don't think it is a trying to attract the, you know, the Hindutva vote. It is trying to convince the Hindus who may want to vote for him because there are many, even his ad campaign, you see. Ab BJP ko chodo mat, bas mujhe vote de do. You stay with your party because I will give you Bijli Pani. Them not commenting on CAA, NRC is obviously very deliberate because that is a polarized... The BJP has won an election in UP by polarizing it completely. That is all that they do. Right now, all the ads, vote sirf kampar. Whereas you see the BJP hoarding, we've discussed it before. It is a Hindu-Muslim. So the moment they get into that conversation, I think then you spiral into a zone that you can't emerge out of. Um, so and, and I think that negative campaign has, is going to go against the BJP. That's, I mean, I can just tell you from people who I know who are Modi supporters, who have got put off by the level of conversation. And I can tell you just this anecdotal. I don't know if there's enough. So, Faith, there were some other issues that you want to discuss. We, Delhi Varad, will keep discussing Delhi. But about Uddhav, there's a banner no, outside but, his house, uh, which says... Since Bandra, we are on Delhi elections, I believe that one of the stakeholders of Delhi that ought to be talked about at this point is Delhi police. 
look at the number of cases Delhi police has sort of opened and left hanging to rumors and you know this sort of thing. They said that that um, that guy who shot who fired the gun outside Jamia, seventeen years old. Look at his mark sheet. This that something or the other. Now the difference, and we looked. I looked at it. The difference between um, you know the final sort of sentencing for that for attempt to murder, if you were a minor, vis-a-vis be a uh, adult, is ten months to ten years. Wow. And there's been no update from the Delhi police as to what happened on that case. There's been no update on the Delhi police as to uh, she goes to his FIR for vandalizing a server room that turns out was not vandalized. There's no update on that, uh, you know, the shooter from Shaheen Bagh who they, the Delhi police said was a member of the Ahmadmi party. Then his family said he's not. Now again, thanda, there's no update. So it feels like they keep opening these cans of political worms and walking away quietly and not giving any update on those, you know, those particular investigations. At this time, even the election commission thought it was dangerous. I think that as a stakeholder in a city going into an election, the Delhi police has made itself very, uh, you know, obvious as to what it's doing. And, mm. yeah. and that might be, you know, that might be dangerous also. I, I think the Delhi police, I've got a consistent view on, but, uh, you know, this entire Uddhav Thakre appreciating AAP and their work, saying the BJP's mm. campaign is so bad. When I said that we live in a post-ideological world... I think it's coming true to a level which I had never imagined. That in a campaign which the BJP is trying to polarize along Hindu-Muslim lines Hmm. is a party which was BJP on drugs till 20 years ago (laughs) is saying, they have done wonderful work and we should replicate that model the country over. And there's a banner outside Uddhav Thakre's house apparently today saying before you take out the infiltrators from around the country, take them out from Bandra. What are they talking about? And who would have the guts to put this banner outside his house if not Shiv Senics? Yeah. No, but I think that uh, it, it, Shiv Sena is currently in a very interesting, finds itself in a very interesting sort of political uh, conundrum. Because on one hand, and it's, it's very interesting to see what's happening in Bombay from the time they took over, uh, Aditya Thakre is building for himself a sort of image of being this young, identifying with young Bombay um, you know, he's he's pushed for, consider the things he's pushed for, 24 by 7, uh, you know, uh, areas of the city stay open all night. He's pushed to have uh, the CBSC or the ICC syllabus also available in government schools, so it's not just state syllabus anymore. Uh, so he's done some interesting work and he's trying to sort of build himself into that sort of politician of the future. And I know that, uh, you know, from, I've heard that that's Uddhav Thakri's intention as well, to build Aditya Thakri into a politician who can eventually be chief minister at some point and take this forward. Hmm. Now, while doing that, they find themselves, you know, not sort of difficult to sort of understand where they are on the Hindutva um, sort of ideology, right? Because on one hand, Raj Thakri is making signs of wanting to occupy that space that the Shiv Sena has vacated. Uh, Uddhav Thakri suddenly makes statements saying, I'm going to go to Ayodhya. So I feel like the Shiv Sena hasn't fully understood what space it wants to occupy, Politically, vis-a-vis the national, um, vis-a-vis Hindutva and national sort of politics. They know that they want to no longer be a sort of supporting player in Maharashtra. They want to be the main lead player in Maharashtra. But what does that mean nationally? I don't think they've really fully thought that through. And and what is the what are the infiltrators in Bandra? I, I mean, I, I was curious. Who, who is this banner referring to? Bandra has any infiltrators? It has a colony? It has a... T- any... Who, who is this I, banner referring I, I to? I mean... <laughs> I, I don't know who the infiltrators are and uh, I think we should, you know, 
Is right there, now these words is there any colony in Bandra that I'm not aware of which has like a, a, a settlement that's come up with uh, Rohingyas or something? I don't know. I'm seriously asking. Is there any? I mean, I've I've never heard of any. Unless something's okay, so, come up. I mean, so this is again, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, this is auto driver talk. Very, very honestly, it's not in any way verified. But there is, you know, there is a basti on the right side of Bandra station in which there are um, a lot of Muslim people who live there. And oh, I see. Okay. there are constantly like these comments about, oh, you know, these people speak Bengali. So Bengali Muslims automatically means like they've come in from Bangladesh. Hmm. They're Rohingyas. And this is this this is like, I'm telling you, this is auto driver talk. There's no Achha, so probably you know, this proof is, yeah. of any of this. This is complete, I mean, you know. Right. It's ridiculous um, for anybody in power to make these statements because if you believe that there's any sort of risk, then do something about it. Or, right. But you know, just I, we just seeding fear in the hearts of people is just irresponsible in every way. But I think it's uh, interesting what you're talking about about the transition, uh, the evolution or the mutation of the Shiv Sena from hmm. Bal Thakre's Shiv Sena to what they want to hand over to Aditya Thakre would be like yeah. uh, like chalk and cheese. Like East and West. Completely chalk and cheese. Completely chalk and cheese. And it's going to be an interesting sort of balance for them to strike, right? Because the Shiv Sena is still full of, um, you know, they're full of workers and and, uh, people who were around when Bal Thakri was around building this party who still believe the things that, you know, the ideology that the party started with. They have to be able to sort of work them into this current plan, whatever it may be or whatever its borders may be. Right. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, um, and with their new allies of Congress and NCP, let's see. I there's no way of telling how that's yes, going to turn. Yes, let's see how it goes. But thanks, Faye, for joining us. I know you have to run, so please carry on. Good luck with your new venture. I thank uh, you. But before you go, Faye, I will ask you for your recommendation. But before you give us your recommendation of any article, film, TV show that you think our subscribers and listeners could benefit from, I would just appeal to all our subscribers. Do follow Faye on her social media and watch out for her announcement. And I'm sure at some stage it will depend on subscribers and our advertisers. And that's where you guys have to step up. And pay to keep news free just like you help us. You have to help journalists survive because only then do you save money. There is an actual article that I had posted long ago of a local newspaper dying in a town in US. And that how that town was completely swindled of all its money, you know, the municipality or the equivalent, because the local media died. So you cannot let media die because the amount of money you will lose then will be way more than the few hundred rupees that you will give when you subscribe. So, Faye, before you go, do let us know about your recommendation. Okay, so uh, to read any sort of, if you do any reading this week, uh, which perhaps you should have done already, Vivek Call's analysis of the budget is fantastic. And he does it in a way that, you know, allows people to sort of understand. Because the numbers are actually very complicated. And Manisha is right, there is some, you know, there's some discrepancy, not in accounting, but in the projections of what the government thinks it's going to achieve in tax collection this year and next year. And uh, Vivek Khan has explained it really well in various articles. So my recommendation is, like, read anything he's written in the last two weeks. Also, if you're going to watch something, Netflix has a documentary. Um, I forgot what it's called, but uh, it's about uh, wildlife photography done at night with these really sensitive cameras that, you know, can shoot with moonlight. It's really cool. And it's not very long. So if you're into sort of wildlife documentaries, it's really cool to watch. 
All so right. that's my recommendation. Thanks, Faye. Thanks for coming. Good luck. And I shall see you soon, Thank hopefully. You. Thanks for having me, guys. It was really good fun. So, all right. Good luck. Keep news free. Thank, Thank you for you. all the work you guys are doing. Thanks so much, Faye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Now, coming back to the Dilliwala talk, I would... Um, so the other thing that I actually wanted to say is about this, you know, the the all-sidism that is Everybody prevalent. is the same. That all things are the same. They are not. Uh, a, Javadekar is our information broadcasting minister. He has the power to shut down channels and newspapers. This man believes backing a statement that the chief minister is a terrorist and then saying, Usne khudi bola thi ko anarchist hai. This is like saying, Aap to murderer ho. Aapne kali bola tha, aap non-vegetarian ho. Abhe, the two are not connected. Matlab, aise, aise cheeze bol dete hai. And the thing is, you don't know what's worse. That they are actually that illiterate or that they are not but are willing to say this. And people are willing to back them. Like, I have seen that guy who appears on NDTV regularly because no official BJP spokesperson appears. Who? Uh, the guy in specs. He, he looks very sincere and earnest. I've forgotten his name. He was turning somersaults around to defend the BJP because you can't. No, but that's why you've been called. You've been called on the panel to defend the BJP. You can't. So you can't say, no, yeah, they're wrong. So I think what happens is a moral compass of an entire people starts shifting when you see people who you would consider rational, reasonable people defending the indefensible only because they have put their, I mean, they have backed that horse. But you don't have to drown with it, no. You can get off also saying, okay, net, net, I agree with them, but this is a ridiculous thing. I think this this is the biggest damage that a Delhi election has done. I agree with uh, Anand that it has a disproportionate coverage in media uh, than the impact it has nationally. But I don't think that's unique to this election. That's unique to anything that happens in Delhi. Uh, and elsewhere also. I mean, there are some places which have like disproportionate. Right now, there's the Democratic primary happening in the US. Right. The first caucus is in Iowa. It was a tiny state. It doesn't really count in the larger scheme of things. But it's down- But they are spending millions and millions of dollars because the media bounce you get from that. Yeah. And because it's the first. Exactly. So, so it there has other, that. Uh, yeah. So there are other unquantifiable. nationwide interest in AAP and yeah, it the so, AAP BJP fight. Yeah. So I think that, that makes it compelling. So I don't think the reasons for news coverage are always, uh, you know, about seat impact. Act, uh, at a national level also because media is concentrated around in this area and it's yeah, easier exactly. for them and it's but uh, I would just like to uh, read out what is the meaning of anarchist an anarchist someone who believes in anarchy what is anarchy a state of disorder due to absence of non-recognition of authority that is what anarchy is and what is terrorism I will tell you what is terrorism <laughs> <laughs> इसके बहुत सबूत है आपने खुद कहा था मैं अराजकवादी हूं अराजकवादी और आतंकवाद में बहुत ज्यादा अंतर नहीं होता आज केजरीवाल की पार्टी शाहीन बाग को समर्थन करती है वेल भगत सिंह वाज एन यस ही बिलीव्ड एनार्की हैज अ लॉन्ग ट्रेडिशन गोइंग बैक टू द 1850s एंड 1860s टेररिज्म इज अ अनलॉफुल यूज ऑफ वायलेंस एंड इंटिमिडेशन स्पेशली अगेंस्ट सिविलियन इन द परस्यूट ऑफ पॉलिटिकल एम्स सो आई एम नॉट श्योर एंड in the context that we use terrorism today, you can also throw in bombs and guns and acts that cause terror. So, A, the Prime Minister is saying what he does. Then, uh, this statement. But for me, the most vile thing, and this is why I think people who are defending Modi, I'm willing to give them some sort of an ethical latitude that they may still believe that he is net-net good for you know fighting against corruption and no alternative. 
because I believe he has no other agenda than Hinduism, but a Hindutva, not Hinduism. But I can understand if people don't believe that because he has other actions. He keeps himself busy by doing other things. Yogi Adityanath has had no other pursuit in his entire pathetic, miserable life. That's all he's done. That mutt. That's all he talks about. When he says, "Abhi dekho, asadudin uvasi se abhi hamanu manchalisa padhwaenge," is a direct intimidation. Ki saala Muslimano tumi bachke rao, tum sabko Hindu banayenge ham. In my view, anyone who can defend Yogi has no moral compass. It's an absolute. I don't usually talk in absolutes, but I don't believe there is any redeeming feature of that man, other than hate and vile bigotry, and that has, I think, the Delhi election has done a great service in demonstrating that. And the other thing that the Delhi election has done a great service in demonstrating is my position of the police being the most shit organization fucking in the world, India especially. That guy's statement, who the election commission took, I mean. I was like, dude. Even if you have to bat for them, there are other people before you who've done it in a smarter way. Choose your words carefully, yeah. It was just the pits. And in my view, I don't think this this much of hate or negativity will win the BJP in election. Um, I don't usually call an election. I never predict. But I just find that people who are not political, who never go out and vote, say, "Yar, mujhe nahi." They don't even know who the fucking chief minister is or the president is. Even they have kind of got sucked into this conversation. They say, "Kya, yar? I'm not interested in this. Why is there so much of ugliness and hate?" Yeah, and beyond the point, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, if you're going to make continuously make statements about Pakistan and terrorism, I think people see it. I mean, only the very cutter bhakt would be like, "Ha, he has a reason." But, that, but see, that is exactly most the, people won't. Exactly the my problem with the Aap's campaign has been that they have been trying to appealing to these people. These cut-up panthis. No, I think I disagree. There, I think what they're trying to do is not repel the centrist voter, the centrist voter that may vote for uh, centre may Modi and state may Kejriwal, to not be able to. So the idea is that these guys should not be repelled from the thought of up. So you put up a you know face that okay, we are Hindu, we are Hanuman Bhakt. No, but then that's the point. How many of how many of in, them were there? I mean, if you see, like Meghnan, Meghnan went to BJP's rally the other day. Uh, he did that video. If but you if you listen to what they are saying, those BJP ah, but people. But those are bugs. I don't think exactly. those guys would ever vote for AAP. That is one. But the central Another, this uh, couple uh, Gujar who did the shooting in uh, Jamia, Ayush and uh, Basant went to the, to the village to do that report. And the people that they're cheering him on, they're but saying he's our hero. But I don't think AAP wants that voter. AAP wants the centrist voter. No, but that that's the thing. No, the lang- like um, uh, Abhinandan was saying that a religious component of elections that's always been there. Of uh, politics has always been there because, especially in this part of the country, religion is the largest source of your idiom it's the largest source of your you values know, there i kind of i mean just to cut in i disagree with what both abhinandan and i mean i don't disagree with them but the fact that religion is important in india fair you know and you know when anand says it's going to live on the idea of hindutva hinduism sure i don't think we'll ever be a country of non believers we will always hold our gods very important but to an extent where you can ignore a public health emergency and just solely focus on religiosity of your candidate it's nuts and that's not something It is. I mean, I don't think it's normal. But that's the thing, na. So that, there are two aspects to this. It's nuts because one, these people are not talking about it. Why are they not talking about it? Because I mean, it it doesn't convey that message. Hindu, why Hindu, Hindi, Hindu, Hindustan is a simple message. Politics about uh, pollution and healthcare is not that no, simple. No, basically, Pani Sadak is also simple. I think the reason uh, the environment isn't entered into, and I, I mean, even if I today were to enter politics. 
I don't believe there is a solution to that. Not with the state anyway. I think it is very complex. There's Haryana involved, there's Punjab involved, there's, you know, the wind patterns involved that even if, and, and there's data that has shown on certain times of the year, it is dust and cement from Delhi construction. But in certain other times of the year, it's completely from Haryana and Punjab. So depending on what time of the year you're talking about, the solution is, so this solution is squarely with the center. And the problem in India is, the, it's so polarized, not just India, America is also going down that way, that pehle thoda collaborate kar lete the. Center or state or municipal level. It's reached that level. I don't think any Delhi state uh, you know, election that someone says I'll fight it on uh, a solution to environment, uh, to the air, is going to five years later saying shit, I couldn't do jack. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's a difficult of, message uh, lack to of public pressure and media focus. I, they that, yeah. have come together on Shaheen Bag, right? Both are. They haven't come together on Shaheen In fact, I mean, they're they, trying to outwit each other. Now they've said, now the center has told the state, Ki give us a stadium because you want to arrest uh-huh. all these people. But both of them. Because have, he knows that they'll say, stadium de, hai, rest nahi kar Now they'll say, Tumare, apna stadium lo, IG stadium le lo, stadium ke But both of them agree that it should be cleared because no, there's a media perception being made that this has to be cleared. No, up. No, no, no. AAP is riding safe. They're saying, we request you to do this, we Nein, request you to do that. said, we police do, we clear one day. But he hasn't said, we'll force them out. They, are, they choose their words very carefully on this. They have not condemned those... Uh, there's very... The, both of, the way both of them yeah, are approaching that. Agree, that. But, but uh, Anand, you haven't come in for a while. What do you think of the many I things think, I mean, that we have discussed on Delhi? There's a big reason why. Yeah, uh, two, three points. Uh, I am elaborating on what uh, I wanted to say on last hafta and was cut short because of audio problem. Is that uh, uh, this election is also, should also be remembered for the complete mainstreaming of our So... It has uh, imbibed uh, what was seen at its starting point as the vices of Indian party system. And for uh, all the sanitation drive for clean politics and this, that. Now, what I am not uh, critical of those uh, uh, vices to start with, because the I would just want to understand it. I just and I understand it with sociological impulses. And AAP has come to realize those sociological impulses. Now, media reports cite ADR report that 36 of its 70 candidates have serious criminal charges against them. The alleged criminals and the alleged word is important. Now, uh, how? A political candidate in an election could be a criminal. Now they have. Tr- I try to understand that it could be just political motivated charges or they may be criminal but having social capital in an electoral contest now second is the u-turns the u-turns now how difficult it is to carry on the political adventurism of hit and run job now a lot of corruption allegations he made he made a u-turn apologized now they have understood that that the political adventurism has a short life now, if you have to be a player in the electoral fray, you need to be more cautious about your words. And the kind of crusader, like why a common man is not a crusader? Because he may not back up his claims. It's, it's a lot of evidence. Now, uh, also say, 
intra-party democracy, centralization of authority, personality cult, the advertisement is large. Now, all this indicate to a mainstreaming of the party. And their USP has been of a typical regional party. Uh, nothing wins you better than free, whether it is in southern parties, it is free color television, free rise or free this. Now, all this. So I think that has been from an, uh, say, a kind of disruptor to an incumbent party. That journey has been the lesson of this. Uh, second is that uh, uh, about the pulishing bit. The uh, I think pulishing is a thankless job. It's a thankless job. It it, it may have like any human uh, resource exercise. It has its vices. It has its compromises. But I would not brush aside everything by saying that all are somehow corrupt and this and that. Uh, otherwise, I would not cite any police report, any police investigation. Still, I would uh, now uh, the, uh, coming to this the code of conduct about what in uh, he is probably a, a, looking by this DCP's age, he is a promoted uh, DCP, he's not from the IPS. So, uh, anyway, now how much they are aware of the what is the code of conduct? Ask some IPS officers, and he, they said that they, there is a uh, vague phrasing of what you can say or what you cannot say about an ongoing investigation during a whole period. Now, that has also to be taken in, uh, into account. Now, the, the third thing is that uh, about this pollution policy, I am not for a, a very, uh, you say, a kind of distancing myself from a democratic uh, process, but I understand what Avinandan is also saying, that everything cannot be left to, say, the state government also, that what they can do or what they cannot do. Uh, I, I would link it to the education debate for political eligibility. Now, a lot of things that governments do are actually done by bureaucrats. Now, put a uh, someone was questioning how would uh, the political leaders understand the policy intricacies if they are not educated. They are civil servants to assist them. Actually, they draft the policies. And if a core group of bureaucrats has uh, is very ready to crack on the dispolition menace, they would do. They would do, say, for example, in union territories, like, say, Chandigarh or say Andaman or, or Damandiu. how do governments run? They are run by bureaucrats with left-hand governors and this. Cannot they crack on the pollution bit? They can. Only the state political leadership have to spur them. I think it has been as much a bureaucratic failure in Delhi as it is of the political executive. I see. Thanks. Uh, Miraj, you can come in. But just one point I want to make about what Anand said. I think the one thing that you said about the mainstream of AAP, of course, they've learned politics is not activism. But the one lesson which I don't think that is a lesson they've taken away, I think it is everything has a time and place. And I think they can go back to it at the time and place that they choose. That hit and run has consequences. It doesn't. 
इट डिपेंड्स अभी कौन किसका हिट एंड रन चलता है अभी अगर कोई बीजेपी का नेता बोले कि वो बिरयानी खिलाते हैं वो भाड़े पे बैठते हैं वो ऐसा करते हैं विच इज डेमोस्ट्रेबली फॉल्स इट विल फ्लाई यू डोंट हैव टू प्रूव इट बट टुडे दीज गाइज डोंट हैव दैट लग्जरी बिकॉज देर ऑन द डिफेंसिव टुमारो दे मे अगेन बी इन अ प्लेस वेर दे कैन मेक द हिट एंड रन काइंड ऑफ एलिगेशन दैट दूस टू मेक एंड दे विल गो बैक टू इट आई थिंक द हिट एंड रन इज नॉट द दैट डिवाइस डज नेवर नेवर गोज आउट ऑफ फैशन इट जस्ट डिपेंड्स हु कैन यूज इट एट वॉट टाइम couple of points one about uh, like up having these criminal candidates one reason is because after they came to power there were like cases filed against the whole lot of them mm-hmm. then another point about the police and the bureaucracy is that as i've said before also police or bureaucracy all the other institutions of state are essentially tools of power so how they behave what they do depends on who has the power right now it's the bjp and that particular type of ideology so they'll work according to that if there's a another ideology another uh, type of agenda in par they'll work like that so that's as simple as that i mean they don't all all have to be corrupt all have to be like bought out or whatever another point about what you were saying is the larger problem right now about these parties not taking bjp on on these divisive communal issues is that it gives bjp an open field Mm-hmm. so you can't bank on congress because like they are the original party of hindutva now you are banking on uh, parties like aap which are a little have a little uh, moral authority still or like other original parties even if even they are not taking on the bjp so who is going to right um so i have a couple of other emails which i'd like to read before we will end with we'll just give 10 minutes to whatever you guys want there are many things that have happened but we can even give it to international politics if you want but there is a sedition case against the bidar uh, kids at bidar and uh, prime minister going to assam but first i have these three emails this is a very short one he says don't say my name do you think the kind of interviews that you guys are taking beat vivek agnihotri suresh chavanke or manoj tiwari and putting it behind the paywall you'll be able to get people or people with similar mindset like the jender bagga for another interview call them i believe we will yeah i mean i don't see why they won't come for an interview um many may not but many will i mean we're being fair to them i mean it's not yeah, like we're yeah it's not that we are and, yeah. the, and the thing is that we put unedited interviews behind the paywall like we don't edit a single frame so that i mean you can't say that this is don't you haven't given me time to say what i want because we aren't you know tied in by a slot that broadcasters have to be it has to be a 26 minute slot or a 48 minute slot our slot can be 64 minutes also dheeraj says hi all first a dig at abhinandan you said that the person who thinks ranveer singh is hot does not have taste um, deepika padukone married him so are you saying she has no taste tongue slip ho gaya kya do you want another interview with her couple of things and questions this happened on both hafta and awful and awesome transgender toilets and centrism a few subscribers kind of said that some of the views made them feel that they would stop subscribing adverts influence and therefore subscribe to keep news free what happens when subscribers want you to take a particular line would you take that one line or would you claim that you will put out checks that deem accurate of course with fact checks personally i believe it's your prerogative as an organization but comment do you guys the nl hafta panel read the sub- subscriber email beforehand if not please do because it will help create a nuanced panel and uh, some pointers the lead protagonist of bottle of lies dinesh shakur has written for nl get him interview too Actually, man, he, uh, Madhu has done a one-hour interview with him. We will be putting it out along with certain other investigations they're doing. It'll be a proper story. And we have also interviewed the author of the Bottle of Lies. Yeah, Madhu, Madhu has done, done that. So that's up it's on the channel. Up, yeah. You should check that out. Um, and then, since my voice on Hafta did not seem horrible the week before, please let me know if you want someone to host a podcast. 
on the two topics of my interest that would be economics and science this would be a subscribers collaborations sure dheeraj i think science is a good one we can start with or even economics so dheeraj let me get on this uh, uh, i'm just tying up a few things uh, let's start off a collaboration nl and subscriber collaboration let's let's try a economics podcast with you i'll have a chat with you regarding that your question about does do subscribers say we will stop subscribing because they don't agree with my view on uh, my comments on what i said about the transgender toilets no yeah because suppose we have you know 5000 subscribers i'll get maybe 100 will say we won't subscribe but there'll be 300 more who'll come whereas advertisers you depend on like 12 major advertisers now if out of those 12 3 say buy you're fucked if five say buy then you're super fucked and if all say buy then to, so you only have to piss off 12 people and you're fucked here i can piss off about 500 and i'm still okay so you see so you are less careful about appeasing anybody because the number of pillars holding your castle up are so many that for every 10 that get demolished 20 more get added whereas with advertisers that number is just a dozen that's and also i think subscription uh, no one is just subscribing for your views exactly. i mean they're going to subscribe for news laundry and i hope not cuz then they're <laughs> fucking getting <laughs> you know it's like really it's like a netflix subscription and this is something that someone asked me yesterday also at this college panel i think they were rem- they were commenting on one of anand's tweet where he said that uh, subscription models have a confirmation bias and all that and i don't agree because it's a bit like a netflix subscription right like you don't like one movie or you may hate this one whatever but then you're then subscribing because there are like 500 other movies that as a platform it's a platform that's giving you content uh, not that i'm comparing ourselves to netflix but but uh, i think and we've also noticed this right hafta when adweta came and she's quite right wing uh, there were letters that said that okay we don't agree with her at all and uh, we think you should have challenged her more but no one said oh how dare you call her now we'll stop call you know we'll stop yeah. listening to hafta in fact one person said i don't agree with her at all but it's always nice to hear your views i do think this idea of a news consumer as an ideological being who only wants just left wing or right wing news is wrong i think most discerning news consumers like to challenge themselves and like different views and maybe they'll stop subscribing to you if your content as such a vari- the bouquet of content that you're offering sucks then yeah they there is actually buy. evidence to suggest uh, dheeraj that uh, people who consume news pay for it people who consume views won't necessarily pay for it yeah. and the confirmation yeah. bias is usually people who want to read opinion pieces saying dekho ye sab sol media prostitute or they want to say sale sanghi sab bigots people who want to read news and reports uh that's why the world over opinion sites do not do that well with a subscriber base news sites do better which is why we want to do more reports so yeah and that subscriber would still consume news from other platforms but for reasons to come to news laundry maybe interviews haftas or a particular show or an nl sana so it's really about content then that about has- that uh, about that bit about pissing off subscribers versus advertisers there's this uh, the justice democrats this movement in us which are mm. trying to change the politics and all they have this beautiful slogan i think we should adopt that which is we have got people we have got people yeah we have got people <laughs> they have got money we have got people apne paas log ki hain okay by the way before i give you the last mail which is a very long one we were wondering what is the fracas happening in parliament as we are recording this on the afternoon of friday the 7th uh, oh which today is new zealand's birthday okay The proceedings of Lok Sabha adjourned for an hour because Harshvardhan, the Union Minister, targeted Rahul Gandhi over his danda jai by the Prime Minister. By the way, Rahul Gandhi in a rally had said, "Six months later, people will be killed." No, they will not be killed. They will not be killed. So, um, condemning the outlandish language used, 
हर्षवर्धन रियली लैश्ड आउट एट राहुल गांधी कांग्रेस गॉट वेरी एंग्री एंड देन कांग्रेस एम पी फ्रॉम तमिलनाड मणिकम टैगोर वॉक ओवर टू द गवर्नमेंट बेंचेज एंड अपियर टू बी ट्राइंग टू गेट टू हर्षवर्धन इधर इधर आओ मैं पेड़ लूँ अ बीजेपी मेंबर ब्रिजभूषण शरण वॉज हीन होल्डिंग बैक द कांग्रेस एम पी अंड अदर कांग्रेस एम पी हिबी एडेन प्लंज इन टू द मेस सोन सेवरल एम पी इज इंक्लूडिंग स्मृति ईरानी रश टू स्टॉप अ फिजिकल फाइट एंड देन दिस चलो भाई स्टॉप बहुत हो गई पार्लियामेंट पार्लियामेंट जाके लंच करके आओ तो दिस इज दिस हैपन राइट नो वाइल वी वे रिकॉर्डिंग दिस हमारा क्यों नहीं कभी ऐसे होता है वी शुड ऑल्सो हिट इच अदर प्राणों की आहूति दी है डिसोबीडियंस Basically, her question is: It's kind of long, but what you're saying is that what is your opinion on a civil disobedience, which is like taking action against a democratically elected government? Basically, you've elected a government; it's democratic, and then you tell people don't listen to what they're saying. Is that valid? Is that legit? And uh, Aditi says that Nehru apparently had said that movements like civil disobedience were had a place against a colonial rule, not against your own people. So I'm not sure if he said that, but yeah. and then she says i would love for you to do an nlsena project on the changes that have been to school curricula and state level textbooks since bjp came to power the new york times recently did a piece on this it made me think about what could happen in state board schools for example i have a friend whose father is a professor in a state university and he told me there was tremendous pressure to remove entire chapters of communism and lenin marks from textbooks this is not just changing our history with respect to mughal rule but change the entire concept of communism from being a global movement to small indian naxalwadis and there are often suggestions to invite some right wingers to your podcast one person i have recently heard who i felt was very coherent was siddharth yadav delhi abvp secretary aditi we usually only get news professionals and columnists and journalists here but maybe we'll expand the ambit not immediately but let's see going forward as far as civil disobedience is concerned uh, no i don't think so i think it's i don't agree with nehru if he said that i don't know if he said that i think um if um people who are there to serve you as an aam aadmi in a democracy whether it is the police or the army is doing something that is clearly um unreasonable or illegal or blatantly immoral it is your moral duty to stand up and refuse to obey that and encourage others to jayprakash narayan did that and that was the cause of his arrest that is that was a stated cause because he's asking the army to lay down their weapons and stuff and that is he's calling for He's calling for क्या कहते हैं जब army goes coup. against हाँ he's asking for military a, coup 
not just a coup, a mutiny. He's mutiny. asking for a mutiny. That's why they had arrested Jayaprakash Narayan. So I believe, uh, had the people of Germany said that we would request the army not to follow the orders of burning millions of people, it would have been the right thing to do, even though Hitler was democratically elected. I believe if uh, an elected government says now, you know, clean out all the joggies in the dead of winter, uh, even though that may be legal because the land they're occupying is government land, I think it would be well within the right of the community to say, no, we urge the MCD or the police not to throw out people at night. I use the word patriotism very rarely because I believe it's a kind of a dumb um, emotion. I think above anyism is basic humanity. So at least for me, and I hope for many others, basic human values would trump any religious values or national values or patriotic values. So if my country said, now let's start killing a community or let's start attacking that country because we want their oil, uh, I would not stand for it and I would encourage others to also oppose it, whether they're democratically elected or not. Also, one point I'd like to make is you, democracy is not a periodic process. It's not you vote and then you let the people you choose to do it. It's a continuous process. And the whole idea of democracy rests on accountability. Accountability that people you have elected are answerable for the actions you do. And for that to work, it has to be a continuous process. You think they're not doing something right. You can't wait for five years until then, like you said, like right. in Germany's case or in India's case, everybody is in the concentration camps. You have to start now. Hold them accountable now. That's how governments who have gone against their mandate have been brought down yes. by popular unrest, like what happened with Congress. And also, the in, in the, there's some countries where you have the right to recall a candidate. Yeah. So we don't have that right to recall. So suppose someone fucks up halfway. What do you do? You can't recall the candidate. Anyway, on that note, let's get everybody's uh, recommendations. Uh, let's start with Anand, since you are... I could say something. Sure, go ahead. Yes. Uh, first, uh, the whole... Uh, I have said it earlier also uh, the, about people that in democracy, the contest is who the people are. So if uh, from where the demands on the government and from where the support from the government is coming. Now, uh, a mandate is basically a result of support. And the, if, you, uh, if any of you have read David Easton's uh, model of political system, no, a demand support system, the feedback system in a liberal democratic uh, framework. Now, the Tension areas are between demands and supports. Now, if it's always the whether the support which may not be articulated through, say, gatekeepers like pressure groups or political parties, if supports are outnumbering uh, the demands, the government is not feeling the pressure. It is just during the inter-election period if the demands outnumber supports. That that becomes a crisis point, and uh, if if we see the current state, uh, I think the government's assessment is that they have not reached that point. Uh, second is uh, about one of one of my tweets was referred to. So first, I am happy that somebody read my tweet. Yeah, it it it, it was. It, in fact, it was a it was a student in Bharti College oh, I, DU who told I, me I, I am, one of your people have tweeted this. What have you to say about it? 
I went for this little uh, panel yesterday at this DU place where one of the students uh, asked me a question on Anand's tweet that someone in News Laundry had this to say. What do you have to say to it? I saw, uh, I am on social media only for 10 minutes a day. So, uh, and I think that I tweet in the air so nobody reads it, but some, anyway. So, so uh, any, anyway, I, I stand by what I said there because I think uh, as a media consumer myself, I think uh, uh, not only about opinion, the kind of information you have on different portals or uh, basically news portals, not the MSM. MSM has its biases also, but news portals. Now, basically, even the information, the news stories uh, have a particular, and the, uh, two things I have uh, completely abandoned. I have ad- abandoned something as a very axiom that there would be selectivity in journalism. There would be selectivity. There are millions of stories in this country. And uh, if you uh, are going to go on cause and effect analysis of every statement, everything said, every violent act, then you would not be covering. You cover with a particular editorial line that this is more important, this is not. And this prioritization of importance has its biases. So whether on different spectrum from right to left to the centrist or with nose and news portals with no such inclination still have biases in what they sow and what they don't sow, what they don't cover. So uh, I think uh, that a lot of uh, consumers, uh, even for information, are driven by con- uh, by confirmation bias. Uh, uh, so uh, I stand by what I said. That is my point of view. Okay, so let's go with the recommendations. Anand, why don't you give yours first? Yes, uh, first recommend is something that I uh, talked about, about caricaturing of things and uh, satire. So uh, I, uh, Thomas Hobbes, I, I, he was an English political philosopher who in 1651 wrote that Leviathan and then before that in Latin he wrote Deshaive. Now, he had a very, so many centuries ago, he had a very interesting take on why people uh, laugh and and why people resort to satire and sarcasm. And he had said that actually it's a, a process of ego satisfaction. We, uh, we may not know it, but we actually try to tell ourselves, look how intelligent I am and how stupid he is. So that gives us a kind of ego massage. So, but this is a very simplistic explanation of what he said. He uh, surveyed a lot of work of satire and sarcasm and he did a critique of satire and sarcasm. When I see now, a lot of satire and sarcasm of things. Uh, I think people are just uh, being very happy about how intelligent they are. So uh, that I would uh, want uh, people to read uh, what Hobbes wrote in 17th century about satire and sarcasm. Uh, second is, uh, second is, uh, 
um, Sanskrit play that I uh, wrote. Uh, I sorry, I am not written. Uh, <laughs> I read. I I I read uh, recently Bhagavad's uh, Mahavir Charitra. I uh, I think after one year I wrote. Uh, uh, sorry again. Uh, I read uh, so, uh, something, uh, some original work in Sanskrit. I, uh, last year I read uh, two, three books in Sanskrit, but this is the first I read this year. So uh, I found it very interesting in its uh, narrative on Ramayana and uh, and also its literary quality the kind of uh, the beauty of language it has uh, so bhavbhut is uh, mahavir charitra if you can read in sanskrit uh, it's very good if you can't then you can uh, read english translation of it thank you anand manisha thank so a piece in the indian express by archal magazine today a step to moving forward must be to acknowledge kashmiri pandit suffering i think one should read that uh, then there's a piece in the atlantic um, which is called the, the headline is the billion dollar disinformation campaign to reelect president how new technologies and techniques pioneered by dictators will shape the 2020 election and a piece on our website uh, the perils of cutifying manoj tiwari uh bachitranshu bachitranshu i think it raises some pretty important questions that i've been thinking of hmm uh two pieces one is our own piece uh, ayush and basant went to the hometown of kapil gujjar who was the person who uh, did the shooting outside uh, jamia and uh, they talked to the people there and what they really think about this person it's really an eye opening piece it's called shahin bag firing kapil bhaiya did the this is a quote from one of the people they spoke to kapil bhaiya did the right thing i had similar sentiments another piece is since uh, uk is now out of the european union there's this uh, sort of demand that they should sometime in the future if not immediately rejoin the union uh, but there's a piece in the jacobin which lays a left wing case for why britain shouldn't rejoin the european union it's called no britain shouldn't rejoin the european union by david broder those are my two recommendations for the week thank you my two recommendations of the week are one is an npr planet money the island no one owns you will be shocked to know that the caribbean island of babuda you can just if you want land you don't need title deed anything you just go and say acha like this plot this is mine and you build there because there is so much land as compared to the people and this country there are two islands one island is where, and it gives a historical reason why that is and this is still two years ago when a hurricane struck and now the prime minister has said you give 1 dollar and you can take that land but now it's not collectively owned basically it's a very interesting podcast on this collective ownership that the people of this island have of their whole island and how it works and it's worked till bloody 2017 can you imagine you can just go there and say i want not you and i you have to be born there yeah <laughs> that's how there's this interesting um, in the social contract russo says that's how the idea of property was born that one fine day this caveman or whatever the early man he just drew a line or put a fence around a piece of land and said this is mine, mine. and the idea of property was born yeah yeah so <laughs> but it's fascinating that how everybody has their land and it's works fine and if someone says oh this is already taken okay i'll take the next spot and how it's worked till now uh, it gives the history of why that works and it really remind me of like the gods must be crazy you know <laughs> till they get yeah. that coke bottle like everybody shares everything it's fascinating uh, and the other piece which is also equally fascinating 
is a Time magazine. It's a long read. We're going to try to get this guy for the Media Rumble. Uh, sorry, it's a lady, Caroline Criado Perez. The title is We Need to Close a Gender Data Gap by Including Women in Our Algorithms. You'd be shocked to know of some of the algorithms that that we depend on for recommendations or food recommendation. The test cases are all men. So basically, and how warped that can make certain algorithms. For example, a medicine that was tested on only men, but it had a side effect because if you had a period and you had it, it had a side effect. But they didn't know because they didn't test it on women, that two women on periods. And these are things that go to market. So in mm. all the algorithms that we are working on have such a gender bias that they are warping. Like, I didn't know in the US, 70% of the resumes don't see human eyes and algo sifts them. So because of that, women's resumes just get completely because the algos have been optimized for men. Earlier, people used to do that. There's this uh, one malaria drug. I'm not particularly sure what, what its name is. So they developed this drug, gave it to the military when they were fighting in, the, I think, the Korean War or somewhere. And it cured the disease, the malaria. But all the black soldiers, they were really down. They really, like, suffered badly because they hadn't tested them it on them. them. Yeah. So. Okay, right. One more piece I want to plug is a joint investigation by Alt News and News Laundry that came out this week. It took us a week to do the story. Two newsrooms collaborated on it, but we basically exposed um, how Amit Walia of the BJP put out a video claiming that Shaheen Bagh's women were paid and how this was a complete uh, lie and propaganda. And this was picked up by most mainstream news channels. And this became the truth of the protest because it was just repeated without any fact-check. So no big newsrooms fact-checked this. Alt News and News Laundry combined forces. And you needed boots on the ground. Yeah. So we went out and we... Paid to keep news free because it do, takes time, yeah. money, resources. Do read this report. It's important. And before I say goodbye and leave you with my song recommendation for the week, I would like to remind you that on the 15th of February on Saturday at 3pm at Bedlam at Horsecast Village, we will be recording a live hafta. There will be us of course and we'll figure who the guest will be. So it's, uh, please come join us for tea and coffee and chat with us, ask us questions. But it's only open to subscribers so you have to be a subscriber and register before you come. Uh, and pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served. And advertise pay, advertise served. Do recommend our podcast to others. Give us a high rating. Whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is. Write to us at contact at newslaundry.com. I repeat, contact at newslaundry.com with your suggestions and feedback. And you can leave your abuse on Mehraj and Manisha's Twitter timeline. Thank you, panel. Thank you for joining me. Until next week, go out. Thank you. Bye-bye. laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent 
all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.